gentlemen, welcome back to the Daily Dimensions Podcast. And as always, I am your host, Smitty, back with another one, man. And I'm excited to bring you this episode. But first, let's get into some housekeeping things, man. Um, If you haven't tapped into our episode last week, uh, we talked about emotional intelligence, self-sabotage. And we also talked about uh, navigating the workplace. Because a lot of times that self-sabotage happens in the workplace. You wonder why you ain't get a promotion in the whole time. You the reason you ain't get a promotion, you know, you the reason you ain't get that increase in, in pay and all that. You the reason your hours cut. Um, but we had a special guest on Dr. M. She's located out of New York. She was a woman about business, man. The first time we had a Zoom call, she was like, yeah, just give me one second. I'm on the phone with my lawyers right now. We closing a real estate deal. I was like, oh, excuse me, big business. <laughs> but um, she's awesome, man. And we definitely going to work with her again down the line. I, I loved having her on the show. So that episode is out already. If you didn't tap into it last week, it's still time. It's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast at. Hold on. I need a seltzer. Your boy thirsty. But that is out. So tap in with it, connect with it. Uh, let me know what you think, man, and continue to follow the journey. Tap in with us on Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook, everywhere, man. So tap in with us, connect with us. We got some big things coming, and one of those big things is the the two year anniversary, man. Two year anniversary of Daily Dimensions. I I love it. Um, I never thought I would really have a platform like this. Maybe I did, but I just I never saw it coming this way. I never saw myself sitting here in front of a camera uh, with a microphone talking to people every week about just important things in my life, but important things in your life, too. You know, there's a reason you come back and you keep listening to it because it's a piece of you that connects with a piece of me. And I love that, man. And I love that. Um, Just being able to be used by God in this way to be able to uh, reach people touch lies, be authentic, be transparent, be real about who I am, what I've been through. And, uh, and even if a little piece of that is helping someone else to get through what they going through, I'm doing my job, man. So I love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I really sat and thought to myself the other day, I was talking to one of my friends, I was talking to Isaiah and I was like, bro, I don't think I could ever go back. Like I love doing this too much and I feel like I make too much impact doing this to ever be like, yo, I'm not doing it no more. I'm done with it because that'll happen. You be, you be chasing your dreams and then you like, I'm ready to give this up. Like you ready to quit, but I could never stop doing this. Even if I found myself doing something else in a different capacity, like this is always going to be me. And this is something I, I don't think I could ever let go. I was called to it, man. I can't let it go until he tells me to. So yeah, that's a little housekeeping and uh, we're going to get into it, man. Just like the last time y'all saw me up here, man, when I was talking about um, not being who I used to be, you know, st- certain things come to me. They come to me at night. I'll be ready to sleep. But my mind just start moving. And one of the things I wrote down was about how relationships will expose you before they ever save you. I just wrote that one line. I got a bunch of one liners in my notes, man, but I wrote down relationships will expose you before they ever save you. And what I mean by that, we just going to jump straight into it is that a lot of times we're looking for relationships, whether it be friendships, romantic relationships, mentors, leaders in our lives, we're looking for relationships a lot of times to save us, to fill a void, to to be that missing piece, to 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 be the other part of that puzzle. And before 
anyone can come into your life and let me switch it, right? People aren't meant to be that missing piece. The missing piece is your walk with God. That's the missing piece. There's the holes in your life. Only he can fill. I'm going to leave that right there. But the people that come into your life are meant to compliment you and not complete you. You feel me? Like as we, we, we romanticize it on TV and, and, and videos and movies and all these other things like, Oh my God, you complete me. And it's like, no, no, <laughs> you need to be a whole human being. You are a whole human being. You may have some things that you need to work on and fix and figure out, but like people don't complete you. People compliment you. And if you find that spouse, that friend, that business partner, whatever that level of relationship is, because it's not just the romantic relationships, that person has to compliment you and compliment you well. Y'all got to be evenly yoked. Y'all got to be pushing each other forward. Y'all got to be like minded, have the same agenda, because uh, (laughs) if they compliment you in a negative way, you could be evenly yoked, but yoked negatively (laughs) you feel me that's the thing so um that person has to compliment you they have to bring out the best in you they have to help push you to be a better person they have to hold you accountable and that's in all levels of relationships so that's why i start off saying like relationships will expose you before they ever save you because when you get into any form of relationship who you are on the inside comes out if you are two people Let's say you and a friend want to start a business together and y'all don't know what y'all doing, but y'all just start. You're going to figure out who's the more motivated one, who's the lazier one, who's the one who takes initiative, who's the one who's punctual, who's the one who's good at taking notes, who's the one that's good with money, who's the one that's proactive. All of that becomes exposed and you start to learn things that you may have not have known before you entered into that relationship. But it's always been there. It's always been a piece of you. That's always been how you operated. But now it's just being magnified through the relationship that you find yourself in, Um, you know, and both good and bad in relationships can be magnified. You know, if you're someone who uh, is a very bad communicator, but no one knows it because you kind of stay by yourself or you don't engage in such large scale or emotional level or whatever, like beyond surface level conversations you know once you get into a relationship and you have to talk (laughs) because every relationship has to have communication people are going to understand that you're not a good communicator it's going to expose that it's not going to it's not going to make you a better communicator you know you have to take that on yourself to be a better communicator am am i making sense to y'all you feel me like your spouse is not going to make you a better communicator because you're a bad one you have to go on that journey on your own to figure out how can I be a better communicator? And that's asking them what they need in communication, being an active listener, checking yourself, talking to somebody like you got to take it upon yourself because your partner, your friend, your, your, your business associate, your whoever is not going to all just magically hand you the things you don't have. And now you have it. You can't always just say, "Okay, if I don't have this, I'm just going to get in business with somebody who does. And now I got it. No, that's still theirs. You got to learn it for yourself now. So if you're aligning yourself with someone because you want to learn from them, like a mentor relationship, someone's mentoring you, you're learning from somebody, you're seeking that knowledge. That's one thing. But when you go into a 
friendships and, and, and romantic relationships seeking to uh, be fixed by somebody, you in the wrong relationship. <laughs> you're in the wrong situation. You're, you're in this for the wrong reasons, dog. But yeah, let me actually get to my notes because I, I looked at the paper, but I didn't actually read nothing on this paper. Let me actually, uh, yeah, oh man, I got to talk about myself now. So, right, <laughs> the relationships I found myself in, man, you know, I'm honest, I'm transparent on this show. I'm going to keep it all the way 100 with y'all. The relationships I found myself in really exposed who I was. I talked on one episode about how I was at this healing group. And they gave us a, a worksheet about codependency. And if you answer yes to any of those things on the sheet, you know, it's a sign of codependency. And I was like, I didn't know what it was before I stepped in that room. I had heard the term, wasn't really familiar with it, though. Um, and I'm, I'm going through this sheet and I'm like, OK, check. Check. Mm. Check. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, I am checking everything. And, you know, the relationships I found myself in, whether it was girlfriends I've had in the past, whether it was family relationships, I found myself struggling with codependency. Not only did I struggle with that, but my desire to feel loved was exposed through my relationships. Um, my desire to be accepted by others was exposed in my relationships. You know, because I was the kind of kid where uh, I didn't get a crazy amount of attention. And part I had that middle child syndrome, bro. If you a middle child, you understand because the oldest person is going through everything first. So your parents got to help them through it. And then the youngest one needs mad attention because they young. So when you in the middle, you just got to figure it out by looking at everybody else and trying not to make the mistakes they made because you're not going to get the same amount of attention. Not because they don't care and they don't love you. It's just everybody on the other end needed more at the time. It's a lot. But I had that middle child syndrome. And not only did I have that but like in school I was shy only had a few friends wasn't really used to attention I was getting bullied picked on so those relationships whether it be family friends my brothers shaped me and exposed like it exposed the fact that like I was looking for acceptance I was looking to feel love so then when I found myself in romantic relationships even though I'm with somebody and I know they love me I'm still performing for their love. <laughs> and I was like, man, this is probably the first time I'm really saying it out loud. Like I knew it, like I realized I learned it, but I'm saying it out loud. And I'm like, man, I'm out here already with you. Like I already we're together. You feel me? This is us. We here. And I'm like, I'm still performing for your love. And it led to me overextending myself. It led to me doing a lot more than I needed to. It led to me trying to like fix people, and save people because I was out here performing. And the, the codependency was crazy. I was like, oh, my goodness. And in the time, because I don't you're not always aware of all these things. That's why I say it exposes you. Sometimes it exposes you to yourself. You know, because until you're in that situation, sometimes you don't know that this is how you are. This is how you act. And this is what you need to fix. So some relationships, even though they go sideways, they're good because it's like, dang, you know, I need to fix these things <laughs> before I'm ever going to be successful in anything else. Um, but not only did it expose, you know, my desire to feel loved and connected and, and wanted and all those things, but it also exposed my ability to forgive Um because you really don't know 
the depth of your ability to forgive until you get hurt. You know, you can't forgive until you get wronged. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I forgive and forget. And you don't know that until somebody really hurts your soul. <laughs> like somebody hurts your heart. You really don't know until you get cut how how much you're able to really forgive. And um, I learned that about myself, my ability to forgive, because there was a lot of things where I was like, you have this idea of how you're going to react to something like hypothetical situations. Like if this happened, I'm going to do this. And if this happened, I'm going to do that. But you don't know till it happens and brings out different sides of you, man. You start learning about yourself, but not only my ability to forgive, but my ability as a communicator, because me being very shy, me being very quiet, me being a reserved person, I didn't talk to a lot of people. So I didn't realize how good of a communicator I was until I was in relationship. And I was like, dang, I'm kind of good at this. I like talking. <laughs> you feel me? I like I like I like communicating with others. And it, it showed in my friendships as well, whether they was like deep, deep, close friends or just people I met and were acquaintances. But one thing I know people can say about me is I'm a good listener. You feel me? And I'm good with conversations like I make people feel heard. I make people feel seen. Um did I do a lot of that in my life for the wrong reasons, like for people's acceptance? Yes. But also part of that was like, I want people to be able to feel the things that I wish I felt for myself. So it's like, I want to feel seen and heard. So I make other people feel seen and heard. And all of this is getting exposed through relationship, man. Um, But yeah, those that's how um, a lot of those relationships shape me, dog, shape me. Continuing with the notes, though, man, parental relationships. How did my parental relationships expose different sides of me? We already talked about me being a middle child. (laughs) That for sure. Um, And the example of relationships that was set for me, as much as like I thought I knew everything I knew, like learning from mistakes uh, of, of examples of relationships I've seen, I didn't realize how certain things shaped me until even I'm learning things now. I was sitting here and I was talking to, uh, I don't like the term ex-girlfriend, but like I was talking to her, right? And I'm sitting here and I'm like, I ain't even realized that I did this because I seen so-and-so do that. And I was like, subconsciously, I did the same thing they did and didn't even realize it. And you start connecting the dots and then you start realizing like how much the things you see as a child really like you start to repeat those things. And if you don't become aware of it and have that moment where it's like, dang, I did this because of that, you're going to continue to repeat those things and not even know why yo, it's so crazy. Um, But yeah. And then even my relationship, you know, I'll talk about my dad on this show, like my relationship with him, how that has shaped me. In a lot of different ways, Um, because I never like I I think I'm a more caring person, person. I'm a more committed person uh, because of the relationship I've had with my dad, because commitment was not his thing, not even just a relationship level, but like being committed to me, his child. You feel me like being committed to being present in my life. So it's like my ability to commit to things and stick with it and not give up. And if my mind is made up, like, this is it, this is what we doing. This is how it is. This is what's going to happen. Like a lot of that is shaped 
by those relationships and it comes out through through um relationships it exposes it like it shaped you and then it exposes you man and it's like i said relationships will expose you before they ever save you man <laughs> i've learned a lot through the relationships i've been in even friendships man you know because um your friends are the ones that check your blind spots for you you know, sometimes family will see it, but they won't say it or they won't say it in a nice way. But um, your friends really check your blind spots for you, man. I've had friends even uh, I mentioned my friend Isaiah earlier, man. I remember in college and I was starting to become a different person and he he, he checked me. <laughs> he was like, bro, you acting different. And I don't like the way you acting like you, you starting to act like people around you and doing things that I know that ain't you and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I didn't see it. But he saw it and I was like, you, you, you ever have somebody point something out about you that you don't see, but they see it. And then you start getting offended at the fact that they pointed it out because it's like, no, nah, I ain't like that. You wrong. What you mean? I do this. I know me. You don't know me. But and it's like, hold on now. <laughs> hold on now. Let's put that pride to the side. <laughs> Let's put it to the side. But I, I had to sit there and it wasn't until like after the fact I could sit there and be like, yo, he was right. Like I was changing. And there were things about me that I had to get back in line, you know? So you, that relationship with my friend, it exposed me. And sometimes being exposed hurts. Being exposed hurts, yo, because it's like, it lets you know who you really are and how you really are. Sometimes you don't know how bad you are. Cause everybody, a lot of us are cool living with ourselves. We could, we could sit in our own mess you feel me? You sit in your own mess long enough, you start to forget what it smelled like. But when you get around somebody who ain't used to dealing with your mess and now they got to deal with it, they're going to let you know about yourself. And when people tell you about yourself, it's a humbling experience and it's painful and it sucks and it hurts. But if you you let it shape you the right way, it'll all work out, man. But um, yeah, relationships, I'm going to say it again. They will expose you <laughs> before they ever save you. If you are like me and you find yourself, you know, in a romantic relationship, trying to get somebody to to complete you. If you found yourself in friendships and business relationships or anything like in your performing, um, if you feel like you got to be a certain way to be accepted, if you any of these things, man, like. You don't got to. You don't got to perform. You don't got to act to be accepted. You don't got to be codependent. You don't have to depend. Like, I encourage everyone, take that time for yourself. Learn about yourself. Learn what makes you happy. Learn what makes you sad. Learn how you handle adversity. Learn how you handle uncomfortable conversations. Learn how you check your pride. Learn how you think. A lot of us don't even know how we think or or why we think the way we do. A lot of us don't think at all. We just react. <laughs> you feel me? So take the time to learn these things about yourself and look at your track record. Look at the relationships you've been in. Look at the people you frequented. Look at the people that you've kept around you and try and pick out the similarities try and pick out the commonalities i had an english teacher sophomore year of high school mr brockenberry the goat <laughs> you feel me the goat and one thing he said in that class two things he said that really stood out to me um that i read the core memories for me he was the first person to tell me conversating is not a word 
it's conversing. And until that, I thought conversating was a word. Maybe it's just the education system failing me. Maybe it was just me feeding into the culture too much. But <laughs> he looked me dead in my face and was like, yeah, conversating ain't a word, bro. It's conversing. And I was like, oh, okay, my bad. Um, but the second thing he brought up was that we was reading the book. We was reading Roots, actually. Was it Roots? I think it was Roots. We was reading something. But nonetheless, <laughs> he was like, when you see patterns in books, when you see patterns in these novels and in these stories, when you see repetition, there's something important there that the author is trying to get you to see and understand. There's a theme there. So not just in stories, though, but in our lives, look at the patterns. If everyone you've dated is like this, it says something about you. If all of your friends act this way, it says something about you. If every time you're around your family, the situation tends to go this way, it says something, you know, like the, it, the, it, the patterns in your life. I, I don't know how else to better express it, but like really look at your life. Look at the patterns in your life. Look at the things that keep happening. Even if you're someone who's like, oh, why does this keep happening to me? This always happens. There's a reason it's always happening. And sometimes that reason is us because we didn't change, you know, and it keeps happening because God is trying to like he's trying to get your attention and it keeps happening because you're not changing and you're not listening and you're not obedient. But um I digress, man. But look at the patterns in your life, man. And understand that relationships will expose you before they ever save you. And do not look for anyone to complete you. That is God's job. People are here to compliment you. And for people to compliment you, there's got to be something about you to compliment. <laughs> if you're lazy, I'm, no one's going to come and compliment your laziness. If you are rude and obnoxious, no one is going to come compliment your. What's the plural of obnoxiousness? Obnoxiousness. There we go. Is that it? I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> no one's going to come and compliment that. You got to be if, if you want someone to come compliment you, if you want that Proverbs 31 woman and, and this, you want that man of God and you want this and that and you want to. Uh, uh, I had I knew a dude, he wanted a, a Michelle Obama kind of wife. <laughs> you, you feel me? Like if you want that Michelle Obama, you want that rib, you want it like if you want that, be that. So someone can come compliment it. Let, let them come in and add that value. Let them come in and, and and be to you what you are to yourself. But if you ain't nothing to yourself, don't expect someone to come into your life and all of a sudden be everything for you. You got to have it for yourself first, man. And I know I'm up here rambling, but like, dang, this is really like this was it for me, man. I, I was like, it's so much. And I love sharing this stuff with y'all because although my thoughts be all over the place and I know sometimes my words be all over the place. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And it makes sense. And I know it makes sense to y'all because y'all tell me it makes sense to y'all. And I love that. So here we are. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so that's the end of the episode. I ain't gonna hold y'all no more. But again, remember, relationships will expose you before they ever save you. The two-year anniversary of Daily Dimensions is coming November 16th. I got something special dropping for y'all. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all, man. And uh, until next time, peace. <laughs>